Shonda Rhimes is back at it again with another hit show. We're talking about the season one first episode of Still Starcross. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ooh, I like this opening. It really this sets is great. The tone, it does. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> the lighting. You. I mean, take two for Olivia and Candace team. My name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on social media at Candace R. Cruz, and I am joined with my co host. What's going on, guys? I'm Olivia Gabre. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, the real underscore O underscore G. We're hitting it hard tonight. We've got two like really heavy shows, and yeah. I love it. I love I mean, I'm already obsessed with Shonda. Like, I'm excited for I this know. show. I figured that's why I picked this one up yeah. because I figured if it was by Shonda's production team, it has to be a hit, right? And I that's mean, that's usually how it goes. It always is. Shonda Rhimes like can do no wrong yes. I, I, by my book, but I mean, they jump right into it. So, I feel like this show is going to be a huge one just because of all those fans of Romeo and Juliet already, and knowing all the different spinoffs that people have done with different movies and different shows and stuff. So I really like the the twist that they're taking on this. Yeah, so far it's it, it's interesting. I don't know exactly what direction it's going to go in because I mean it's true to the roots, as mm-hmm. in like the characters and the, the you know war between line. the families, mm-hmm. but um. The, the actual details of the story are very different. Not even necessarily very different, but they're like twisted in a way. Yeah, it is. And it was kind of like a refresher for me because, I mean, I read Romeo and Juliet back in high school and, you know, I had to kind of refresh myself with like who's in what house and the basic storyline of Romeo and Juliet. I mean, they start right in the beginning with, you know, the wedding of Romeo and Juliet and mm-hmm. the, the two... Um, well, cousins um, of both of them being the the witnesses of the marriage. And then it just jumps right into all of the war and the turmoil of these two houses. Right. Um, And that's something that's definitely different in the beginning because right away we get introduced to Rosaline Mm -hmm. or Rosaline. Rosaline, yeah. Uh, Rosaline. And, you know, in the original story, she she was not a servant Mm -mm. ever. um, And she was actually... Of a love interest for Romeo. Romeo at the beginning, yeah. yeah. And he actually was after her before he was after Juliet. And obviously, she's still a character, but a very different character. I love the twist on her and that she's becoming like, I mean, now that obviously they open up and follow true to the story where Romeo and Juliet die. So now the main basis of this show isn't actually Romeo and Juliet. It's the basis of Rosalind and Benvolio, actually, when he comes into play. Yeah. And and the prince as well. The prince as well, yeah. Um, I can never say his name. Aeschylus? Aeschylus. Aeschylus? Yes? Yes. Prince Aeschylus. Prince Aeschylus. Um, So, I mean, we jump right into, obviously, Tybalt killing Marcuccio and then Romeo killing Tybalt, and then that's what starts all of this. Um, So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but, I mean, ultimately, I feel like the really big part of the show is right when... You know, they find them actually dead. Rosalind mm-hmm. finds them. So, I mean, that shows that she's a key character, finding them dead and then going from there. Yeah, it's pretty clear that she's probably going to be the main character of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because the prince set the law in stone before he passed, that if, you know, someone from either family was hurt, to- killed, or waged war, anything, they would 
suffer the consequences. Mm -hmm. And because um, that fight had happened between Tybalt and Marcuccio, which led to Romeo, obviously Romeo is a part of the uh, Montague family, Mm -hmm. so he has to suffer the consequences that the prince had set for the family. And I mean, it was even, it was interesting to see the prince have that, like, turmoil of, he didn't even, I don't think he even wanted to kill Romeo. I think Mm -hmm. Princess Isabella, she kind of, I feel like she's going to be a big um, turmoil between the two. Like, the relationship, obviously, brother and sister. But, like, she's never left the palace. So she only goes by, this is stone, this is law. Mm -hmm. And I think the prince sees a little bit more of the humanity and the relationships and things like that. So it was interesting to see like a little bit more of his character. I think he's going to be a lot more sympathetic than what his father seems to have left the legacy. Mm -hmm. We don't know much about the father, but um, yeah, it's going to be... The characters are just... I like it because the characters are not true to... um, The main story. Well, not even that, but just the norm. Mm -hmm. As in like... Usually the female is more sympathetic and softer and the male is more hard, like, to the laws set in stone. And, of course, we see that's opposite between Isabella and Aeschylus. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, of course, Shakespeare originally was played by all men, but I wouldn't right. expect for that to be true. No, and it kind of is true with Shonda shows. Mm-hmm. Every Shonda show is led by a woman, which I love. Yes, so. and another huge thing obvious thing is race doesn't matter in these families no, which I there's love could, so much. like a brother and a sister are not of the same race cousins mm-hmm. b- like marriages nothing i think that this show is going to be so like controversial in one point because a lot of people are like huge fans of the original mm-hmm. play um and it's such a big twist on it but i also think it's bringing more you know diversity to hollywood which i think has been such a huge topic mm-hmm. as of late so i love that it's like so intermingled and, and it doesn't right. really matter it's like un- and it's not even spoken of it's just like here are the characters and it's believable story it's not like a thing that i'm like very aware of until the end i'm like oh yeah oh wait they're okay yeah it (laughs) kind of threw me at first that you know rosalind was the niece of lady capulet because i was like wait how does that work and then i realized as the show went on that race really didn't matter which i I love like cousins and aunts there i could see how Mm -hmm. it could be different but um brother and sister brother and sister if they're coming from the same parent Mm -hmm. you know and then again, if, if you do want to have some historical fact, I'm sure that there was a lot of, like, crossing across back then, too. So I guess that kind of is interesting. I mean, there's a couple of shows now that are doing the same thing with mm-hmm. mixing it. So I really like it. I yeah. really enjoy it. But, I mean, fast-forwarding a little bit through, you know, Ro- Romeo killing Tybalt and, you know, the prince wanting to uh, kill Romeo. Now we also have them, you know, we found them dead. But also there was a big turmoil between Romeo and the Count of or Count Paris at the end, too. Right. Because Count Paris was supposed to have an arranged marriage, marriage with Juliet. Mm-hmm. And the Capulet family was actually supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Which we see that, like, right before that she doesn't, obviously doesn't want to marry, mm-hmm. you know, have two husbands. Right. And that would be considered insane. And then Paris clearly has no idea. Mm-hmm. And is saying that this is my fiance versus my wife from Romeo. So no one really knows that Romeo and Juliet were married other than 
the two witnesses, mm-hmm. Count Friar, mm-hmm. um, Lord Montague, and now Paris, because Romeo said that prior to his death. So I'm interested to see where that goes, too. Yeah, I mean, because we see that although Romeo stabbed um, Paris, he's still alive, mm-hmm. and he's being kept alive, but it looks like in secret by the not really the Capulet family, but more just Lady Capulet. Yes, mm, that's gonna be a twist. And ver- I I'm interested to see where that's coming from because it. They, I mean, they wanted to keep it a secret from Livia and from everyone else, but it was obvious that it was, like, in a dark room, pushed to the side, closed doors, very secretive. And, and whispering about... Yes. So I would imagine that Lord Capulet is not in the loop in this one. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I also, like, we're jumping ahead, guys. Sorry about that. But either way, I love that Livia um, even is aware of all of this and goes down to help and pushes her way in to help in that room. Right. Because... But I wonder why, though. Like, why does she want to involve herself? I wonder if it's because Rosalind did confide in Livia uh-huh. and telling her. So now Livia obviously knows that they were married. Yes. So she's in on the secret, too. Yeah, and... Maybe it will buy her, like, some leverage because now she's in the know Mm -hmm. and it's obviously a secret and she's aware of it. So it could be to her advantage. And also, I can't help but think if he survives, (laughs) Livia is looking for a husband. She's looking for a nice husband. Yeah, a nice rich husband. Both of these women, like Livia and Rosalind, are both very smart women. Like, they know how to play the game and... I love that Livia, yes, she wants to be a wife and she wants to have children, but she's smart. She knows, like, she's going to play the game. She wants to find the right husband, not just a husband. Mm -hmm. And she wants to, like, I think that that might be something in the future. That could be an early prediction. I know. Interested to see. Very opposite of her sister, Rosalind, who does not care about marriage at all. But we see more of why she doesn't care about marriage either. I think Mm -hmm. she was completely burned. Right. Um, but I mean, let's let's jump back a little bit to the, the funeral of Romeo and Juliet and talk about that, too, because, I mean, that's what starts this whole fire and this this turmoil within the city mm-hmm. of Verona, because now, like, Juliet's dead. Romeo's dead. They're at a funeral. They're all gathered together, two houses together, which we know that's not a good idea to get all of them in one place. Yes. And then, you know, Montague's graciously given this statue as a gift uh, to Juliet's grave for the Capulet family. And someone is clearly tampered with. Right. And it's pretty obvious that he didn't have knowledge that the statue was like. I mean, that would be stupid on his part. I know, but. I mean, obviously it sparks the war, but I can't help but think, like, you're just. That's irrational. It's. It's obvious it wasn't done on purpose, but the Capulets feel so strongly about the Montagues. But it's interesting because um, Romeo's father, he said that he would have been in support of their marriage, which is the complete opposite of how the Capulets feel. Yeah. But, you know, to go back, it's, it's probably because, like, the Capulets are such... They're old money, mm. you know. Whereas the Montagues are new money. They're they're not. Their blood doesn't go back as far, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily as like not royal, but you know what I mean. The bloodline's not as clean. It's not yes. as all the way far back. Right? Yeah. I mean, and clearly, 
I don't, from the get-go, I'm not a huge fan of Lady Capulet. Just going to put that out there. I mean, there. I don't think anybody is. I know, <laughs> but I really don't like this woman, like, at all. Amazing mm-hmm. actress, but do not like the character at yeah. all. Because, I mean, she is pushing every button she can get. She's pushing the fact that, like, someone obviously wrote Harlot on the the gift from the Montague family. And automatically she knows... She kicks it off. She calls it off. She says, curse on the house of Montague and all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. And it's, she's just a bitter woman. And, you know, we come to find out why she has such a beef with Rosalind and um, her sister Livia, because obviously they are of the Capulet family. Mm -hmm. They, They were not born servants. No. And it's so bizarre to me that you would take in your brother's kids but take them in as servants, not as your own. I think she felt threatened because clearly, like, they would have been higher up because she married into the Capulet family, correct? Right. They would be higher to her, but exactly. her husband can't step up and be like, okay, these are my brother's children. This is kind of wrong. But, um, you know, Lady Capulet has a beef with them because they have a, she has a beef with their mother. Mm-hmm. She actually loved. The other Capulet yes. brother. And she just ended up with this Capulet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she wanted a higher rank, apparently, is what, you know, from my understanding from what Rosalind said, that yeah. Snyder mark of being like, well, you married another Capulet because he wanted the higher standard, mm-hmm. the higher rank, or whatever that means. Yeah. And it's it's a shame because, I mean, I could see where the, the beef lies now because we found out that Rosalind's father was stabbed by a Montague, mm-hmm. so... In the street, in yes. cold blood. So that just adds to the beef between the two families. Well, jumping into that, though, the fact of where she was when she found out, we also see um, a young prince, Aeschylus, outside yeah. her window. So that's a twist, because originally that was Romeo in the real story. Romeo loved Rosalind, or was interested in Rosalind. He, yeah, he was yeah. interested, so Maybe now way, the, the love... I mean, they're not even in a, a relationship, per, like, per se, but it's very clear that they had a history. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that right from the beginning because they were very comfortable with each other. But, of course, Lady um, Capulet has to make things awkward by put making her snarky remarks about how it must be weird to see someone like Rosalind, who you once knew. And was your equal or your peer? Or, yeah, yeah, was once your peer is now someone who's you're lesser than and is a servant. But it doesn't, you know, what we know about uh, the prince is that that stuff doesn't really matter to him Mm-mm. as much as that w- it would matter to his sister. Which she even made a remark as well, didn't she? Didn't yeah. she make a snide remark to Rosalind? I think, yeah, in the beginning Ish. when they were um, yeah. presenting themselves. Awesome. Because they were allowed to go to the ball as servants. They were allowed to be at the prince's ball. But because the prince obviously lo- <laughs> loves the servant. Right. so But it's, but she it's a Cinderella a type story. Right. So, like, ugh. I know. And I mean, the only reason why they got to go was because of Lord Capulet. He argued yes. with his wife and just like made it very well aware. Right. And Prince Aeschylus invited them. Mm-hmm. So. And declared them to be there. Ugh, I'm already in love with this show, though, I have to say. You like it? I do. I like it. How do you feel about it so far? I do like it. I'm just interested. You know, it's it's a tough one to pick up mm-hmm. because it's such a, a classic and well-known story. The way that they tackle it is going to be 
it's it's going to matter. You know, people are paying mm-hmm. attention to every detail, but I think because um, Shonda is such a respected name and mm-hmm. producer that people will approach it with an open mind. I think so too. I mean, so far I'm really impressed with it. Obviously I need to go back and refresh the entire, you know, Romeo and Juliet original story, mm-hmm. but I feel like pilots are always so hard anyway. Right. Cause you're getting introduced to all these characters. And even though these are well-known characters, they're being introduced to us in a completely different way. Yeah. So that makes it even harder to mm-hmm. follow each line because we, we were introduced to so many characters, you know, but because they're playing different roles than the classic story we know, um, things are easily twisted. Yeah. I am interested to see, because, like, obviously the story has already ended in the original. So now how are they going to progress all of this and what's going to be the main arc line and where is everything going to go? Rosalind. I think it's Rosalind. But I'm also interested to see, like, they have made mention, like, Prince made it, like, very clear in a couple of moments of talking about war from outside towns. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that will come into play as well. Because now the the town, like, half of the people are dead. Right. Like, you know, we see Rosalind run through and Benvolio saves her. Yeah. And then, like, we see half the town's dead and rivaling against one another. So what's going to be left of this actual city? Well, it's pretty clear that... Um, the crown is trying to make an effort to bring the two families together mm-hmm. by marriage. I yeah. mean, and I don't even really know if that would solve anything. Like, if if people found out that Romeo and Juliet were married, would that make the two families like each other more or less? I don't know, and I wonder if that's going to be the reason why Lady Capulet's keeping, you know, Paris hidden is because she probably heard and understood that you know, her daughter was married. Maybe. But she's 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 shadier than that. Oh. Yeah. I think that um, you know, like, yeah, she feels bad for him because it's her daughter's wrong, but like she she has to be her in her interest to do this. Yeah. You know? He I get she that. needs yeah. to be getting something from this. I mean, she married so she <laughs> she, she could have get, a higher yeah. rank. Yeah, of course. So, so it's obvious that um she's she's very calculated and she makes moves according to a like underlying purpose. Yeah. Well the two lords of both of the houses are clearly on board with this because they you know, like you said with the wedding, they're pushing the two to get married. They're pushing Rosalind and Benvolio to get married, to bond the two houses, under obviously the order of the prince, but like they seem to be on board. Why wouldn't everybody else be on board if the main matriarchs or well, the patriarchs Montague, of the family? Montague is down for it, right? Yeah, but Montague's Cap- always been the on board Capulet for it. Capulet was there? Yeah, Capulet told his, um, you know, his niece to, to just, to do, just it. do it. Oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't recognize them. I didn't know. It was yeah, him. both of them were there and put them two together. And it seems like it was very in secret. Mm. You know, it's it is interesting because in true like Shonda fashion, it's the women that are running the show. Yeah, it seems like the great. men are the ones that want to like bandage it all up and call it a day. They're and it's, more the pawns, of and it. it's the women mm-hmm. that are not down for it. You know, Princess Isabella, like she's. She doesn't see eye to eye with the prince. 
Um, I feel like that might be another one too, the prince and the princess's relationship because the prince is clearly in love with Rosalind. Like Mm -hmm. we see them kissing at the end and like having romantic relations. Right. Like the princess is going to find out. I feel like she might even be someone that could be someone to watch out for. She might try to over... 100% overcome the prince yeah and you i mean you could see in her eye when her father was dying and he was sort of passing the crown over to his son Mm -hmm. you could just see in her face that she had a problem she was thinking thoughts like she had a problem with that but she um, loves power and you also saw that look in her eyes when she was bowing down to her brother Mm -hmm. when he's first being announced as the new prince after the father has died like, she holds herself prior to actually bowing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how weird that would be to bow to your siblings. I wouldn't like, like it. I wouldn't enjoy it very much. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like that's going to be a huge thing. And she doesn't... She's not um, thrown off by all of the stuff outside of the palace walls. She's, like, strict. This is the way it should be in this mm-hmm. story. Right. All of it. Follow yeah, the she's definitely a strong woman. And, of course... Rosalind, we already knew she was a strong woman, but the fact that she's stand, sitting in front of the prince and the princess and the heads of the two households and she's still saying she's not doing yep. it, like Runs that out. takes guts. She's going to run away. That takes guts. It does. And on top of it, it seems like she was fairly innocent or completely innocent from my understanding. And then her ending up like kissing the prince at the end. Yeah, well... They've kissed before, I have mm. a feeling. <laughs> mm. Well, do you think Benvolio saw them? Because he oh, yeah, came in he the did. last shot. You think that he yeah, saw Yeah, he was completely? looking over from the top. Mm. I mean, I don't really know what that means for them. Like, wh- I, I don't really know what type of consequences come from that. Because the prince is in power, I mean, who can really... Well, I mean, power can always be overthrown. Yeah. Easily. They keep making it a threat that they don't want their their heads to end up on a stake. So that could be a thing. Or Benvolio could use this to his advantage and have like the card in the backhand. Being yeah. Like, listen, I'll marry you. But I mean he saw it for a reason, so mm-hmm. but he he seems like a he's like a good person. I he saved Rosalind, you know, and I feel like he's just misunderstood. No, I mean he yeah. is because he's the outcast in the family. He mm-hmm. In the original story, it's Romeo that kind of has to be held back and be a better representation of the Montague family. But in this story, it's actually Benvolio that needs to be more grounded. Yeah. Didn't he... Did his uncle say something about him being betrothed to someone prior to... Or a dowry? That was another part of the conversation prior to Romeo being killed or dying. That Benvolio was a dowry? Yeah, Benvolio and, and the uncle were talking. I could not catch completely what was going on. But the uncle made it very clear. He said, everything that you have is mine. Right. Well, I think that because... He couldn't pay a dowry to a, to get a wife? Is that what the well, conversation Benvolio, was about? Well, Benvolio, I think that his uncle would be like the head of the family and mm-hmm. the household name. And Benvolio has to answer to him. So... The name and the riches that comes with the Montague that Benvolio gets to, like, reap the benefits of Mm -hmm. is because Uh, of Lord Montague. mm -hmm. And, you know, now that his only heir is dead, which is Romeo. He's the next in line. Yeah, would that make Benvolio the next 
I mean, they have, I don't know if they actually have head. complete royal blood anyway. They're lords. Yeah, so it's I don't not think, yeah. royal, but it's but just a prestigious, like, name. Over the riches, yeah. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I do love all the, like, historical stuff, too, though. I love the costumes. I love the setup. I love learning more yes. and more about, like, there's a lot of historical fact of having the dowry and having the riches and having the lords and marrying mm. into certain families and stuff. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, the costumes were beautiful and the set as well. Yeah. So. There's a lot going on in this. I mean, again, it's it's a pilot, so I'm very, like... Yeah, it's hard to keep things straight at this point. Yeah. But I see I see where we're going with this. I do. I think they had to they had to get the Romeo and Juliet part Ow. out of the way. Poor guys. So we can like blossom the rest of the you're story. You're Romeo and Juliet, you're done in first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We have the star crossed lovers are different lovers than we expected. Oh, I like that. The star cross is no longer Romeo and Juliet. Star crossed yeah. are I'm Rosalind and who knows? Whoever she wants it to be. <laughs> we don't know yet. She's going to be the leader. It's like, kind of ironic I'm ready because to see her. her sister's like really digging for love. and She's like, I don't want it. Yeah, and of course. No. The grass is always her. greener, you right. know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, let us know what your predictions are because obviously we have a lot of fans mm-hmm. of this storyline. So let us know what you guys think. If you liked this show, I've heard that this show has had a lot of mixed reviews mm-hmm. about I, it. Me as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's a summer show, so it's coming out during the summer. So a lot of people are like, you know, coming off of other Shonda shows. Yeah. Also, I feel like so many shows go on hiatus over the summer. Mm-hmm. So the fact... I mean, maybe because this is one of the only ones, it gives it a better opportunity to shine, but mm-hmm. it could go either way at this point since we're only at episode one. Yeah. But I hope it gets a lot of good fan base and go along because, mm-hmm. you know, love me some Shonda. Yeah. But yeah, you guys hit us up. Do you have anything else you want to add to this whole storyline? I feel like we covered pretty much yeah. everything of this whole plot line. We did. We did. Next episode might be a little bit more in depth now that we don't have the basis of the main book. Yes. The main story. Laid it all out for you. Bam. (laughs) All right. You guys hit us up with your predictions. Let us know what you thought about the show. You can hit me up on all of my social media at Candice R. Cruz. Yep. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm looking forward to next week and seeing where this storyline goes. Again, I'm Olivia Gabre, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, The Real OG. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.